Talk about a tall drink of water. Hey. My brother did this. This has to be the work of my brother. They should have put me in the show. I'd have killed him instantly. You think I'm stupid? Quote from man, comma, stupid. Ooh, there was like a secret wedding happening and one of them crashed in like Shrek. I'm maybe gonna murder you now. Yeah, in front of the vampire cop's house. Yeah. Tell me I'm fine. Tell me I'm the smartest, prettiest man you've ever met. Hi, I'm Morgan. And I'm Elle. And this is The Vampire Vampire Journals. A podcast about the show The Vampire Diaries, in which Morgan, who has seen the show multiple times, talks about it with people who have seen the show zero times. It's it's a treat mm-hmm. experiencing this from a different angle for the 10th time. <laughs> 10. I don't know. I mean, I like, lost count. I believe it. But yeah, so we have two other people here with us today. Slight change of lineup. Bridget's not here. But mm-hmm. uh, could you both introduce yourselves? I am Hannah Chiapanos, and my history is in vampiric antiquing. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so do you go to like vampire... Antique shows? Vampire Antiques Roadshow? Yes, absolutely. Although the locations, you know, they change due to them being on the road and also only at night. Uh, we're fascinated to hear your insights about the multiple vampire artifacts that came into play this episode. Uh, who would be the most antique vampire, <laughs> in your opinion? Um, that would have to be Nosferatu. Okay. Ooh, good answer. That's how we know we're dealing with the legitimate antique expert. <laughs> Because I know the name of one very old vampire. That's <laughs> all you need. Also with us today is our good friend, Rebecca Twitcha. Hi, uh, I'm Rebecca. I'm an expert in criticizing things and pointing out plot holes in which um, I've found many. So I'm very excited to speak with you guys today. Name one. <laughs> um, the fact that they were going to bone with the door open and her little brother in the house. That's fair. You know what? I can say nothing in rebuttal to that. (laughs) (laughs) There's one that I do want to bring up with Rebecca later. I want to get, and then, and then have, of course, Morgan conference in and let us know the real mechanics of how this certain plot device works. Oh, no, I'm out this episode. You're out? I'm out. I'm not just letting us kind of table talk. You're just not going to talk starting now? (laughs) Now? (laughs) Starting now? Start. What? So we're going to talk about episode four, Family Ties. Um, More like family wise. (laughs) Got him. So we start with another spooktacular opening. Elle, why don't you take us there? Okay. (laughs) Um, So we open on a shot of Elena's eye, like going open, which is also the opening shot of the show Lost. She then gets up and has a very kind of like scream-esque experience where she sees a newscast about herself dying and then Damon shows up and she runs and he pops up another place and she runs and he pops up a third place and then he like bites down on her neck and we're thinking perhaps oh but Elena's got that magical necklace that should keep him from getting in her head why is she having this clearly a dream about him and then we get another shot of a person's eyes opening and it turns out that it was Stefan having a nightmare about Elena waking up from a nightmare and having a bad real life experience Mm -hmm. so a bit of an inception there he is he is perturbed about the fact that his brother is in town I do want to say that during Stefan's dream about Elena dreaming Uh our friend Rebecca here hasn't seen any vampire diaries Mm -hmm. never not a single minute of an episode before today yeah and we did not explain anything i skipped the recap (laughs) and i did it on purpose because 
this show has a lot of what the fuck factors. And we hate Rebecca. <laughs> right, right, of course. And while Elena was running away from Damon, Rebecca shouted, you dumb bitch, you can't outrun a vampire. Like, yeah, you're right. Okay, Rebecca, what <laughs> yes. would you do? <laughs> um, I mean, in that scenario. In that scenario. Uh, <laughs> uh, die, try to find some garlic, maybe. You would try um, to find some garlic. How would you get there? <laughs> for the garlic do you think maybe you'd hurry <laughs> I mean maybe power walk to the garlic <laughs> yeah running gives away too much like you know you gotta like maintain an air of confidence yeah, you, could, you could be um, luring him mm-hmm, toward mm-hmm. the kitchen with a conversation like oh mm-hmm. um, brother of the boy I'm dating mm-hmm. what are you doing at my house Weird thing I just saw on the news. If you watch the news and the whole time you're backing toward the kitchen. Might I fix you a cup of tea? Follow me to the kitchen where the garlic is. <laughs> to lives. get the garlic. <laughs> Which, like, I love in any other horror movie scenario, you should do that, but to get a knife from the kitchen. But in this case, it's like, I gotta get to the seasonings. Yeah. Or one of those Jesus paraphernalias. Mm. 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 Are they a Jesus family? The they didn't strike me. No, but a Jesus family. It would be useful if they were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she probably wouldn't be dating a damp- vampire if they were. A vampire. A vampire. Because he's hot. <laughs> yeah. She does not know, though, that she's dating a vampire. That's true. Yeah. Which, again, like, this this takes us. I don't mean to skip all the way ahead to the end of the episode. <laughs> um, but, like, one of the last things that gets said in the episode is Stefan is like, there's a lot of stuff I haven't told you and maybe I can never tell you, which implied to me that his game plan, which he's theoretically had years to think through, is that he is maybe going to, like, date this girl or be in this girl's life and ever tell her he's a vampire she's gonna grow old and she's right. not yeah he's just gonna be like i'm getting botox like i have a youthful energy okay well hilarious yeah <laughs> imagine the gaslighting i don't know if at this point we should and morgan feel free to keep your face to yourself as i guess about the future mm-hmm. of the season but i don't know if we're supposed to believe that he knew an ex-girlfriend doppelganger was going to be born. Mm, that's true. Oh, is she an ex-girlfriend um, doppelganger? Yeah. So like the the black and white photo of that mm, lady that yes. they looked at really, really briefly. Yeah. That's Catherine. And that's the lady that they both mentioned dating and who died in that fire. Right. And she's played by the same actress. Yeah. yeah. They only really showed it like a flash in this episode, but they yeah, kind you- of closed up on it before. And it's Nina Dobrev. Like it's the oh, same okay. person. Okay. You okay, okay. And I miss it. Yeah, I just assumed that he was dating her, like, for now, and then mm-hmm. in five years, he'd date a different high schooler. Ew. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he doesn't age. He's a teenager forever. He's just gonna yeah. go yeah. to high school forever. Although we know that he has the opportunity to just go to Harvard. Right. Yeah. On a whim. <laughs> Which, like, cla- like that's, that is something. So this episode definitely <laughs> took some time to shit on Twilight and Laud mm. and Rice, which I think is hilarious. Absolutely. <laughs> it's extremely hilarious. But that is something that Twilight also did where they're like, oh, yes, of mm. course, we can just go to college and have a good time and no one questions it. Yeah. Like, I don't mean to, like, I'm so sorry to slide into a different vampire franchise. But the thing with Twilight is, like, at least the dad of the vampire family went to med school. 
Like, they could have all gone to med school, and I don't understand why they did. Although, he went to med school in, like, the 1800s. They were probably still leeching people. (laughs) Dr. Carlisle is like, oh, there's bad spirits in your blood. Have some (laughs) cocaine about it. (laughs) I am the leech. I mean, to be fair, if I were a teen vampire, I would spend more of my time in college than I would in high school. It's so much more fun. I Mm. wouldn't do either. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that it's easier to, like, skip classes in college and not Mm -hmm. get in trouble. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Also, if you're a teen vampire and you're not going to school, what are you doing that people aren't super, like, suspicious about your life? Literally anything. You could just be, like, night surfing. You could Mm. just be, like, going to every party you ever found you Mm. could like there's so many other things to do and listen I say this as someone who barely went to high school when she was a teen (laughs) Mm -hmm. so maybe I'm a little biased (laughs) but there's so many other things to do so after this vampire inception Uh opening uh the vampception vampception we have to go deeper (laughs) the the joke looks better on paper I uh, can't say it. Yeah, we have a scene with Damon and Stefan, mm-hmm. and they stab each other. Yes. Can can I? Uh, do you have anything else you would like to say? I just like what Damon says before he stabs Stefan, mm-hmm. where he says, "Girls like my unflinching ability to listen to Taylor Swift." Mm-hmm. And then he stabs. <laughs> and then he stabs. Him. This may be galaxy brain of me. Please let me know if I'm wrong here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so ready because I am the type of person to read. <laughs> Thank you, Hannah. The best is Damon being more and more queer coded with every episode because like think about it think think about it Uh in this episode we got him and again none of these mean you're gay or queer but like in this episode we have him reading twilight referencing listening to taylor swift getting really persnickety about his designer shirt being messed up Mm -hmm. getting up close and personal with one dude choking another dude as he gets up personal with him Mm -hmm. and in multiple instances saying pretty much outright that his current relationship to the woman he's having sex with is pretty much just to mess with his brother and get close to his brother. Like he does not care about her or Mm -hmm. really feel attracted to her. And like, he also portrays these very like typical, like abusive boyfriend behaviors, which don't jive with that. But I think we're, I think I feel as though Damon is very deeply queer coded, which is why I like him as a character. But first of all, Elle, Mm -hmm. you know this, but I love you. Thank you. (laughs) I think that you're definitely picking up some real things that are being put down. I think that it doesn't have as much to do with the character's sexuality as much as what perhaps the writers or society find conniving or... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, no. I absolutely mm-hmm. do not think that they intend us to read him as literally <laughs> not straight. I think they specifically want... They were like, what's like the creepiest, weirdest kind of dude? And then maybe just like let some baggage get into what they came to as a conclusion there. Well, I also want to ask Rebecca, mm-hmm. as the first straight person that's been on this podcast... Mm-hmm. How, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was a compliment. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I wasn't sure based on your tone of voice. <laughs> You'd always be on guard. I am interested to know from the hetero lens, how do these romances mm. read? No, I super agree with what Elle was saying about Damon being uh, abusive. And I got, I got, I think as I was supposed to, real, real bad news vibes from him. 
Yeah. I think that that Stefan and Elena are pretty cute together, but also that that relationship isn't very well thought out if he's never going to tell her that he's a vampire or turn her into a vampire. He's just like, wow, you look like a girl I dated uh, 200 years ago. We should date. She doesn't know that. Well, right. But Mm. like in his inner monologue. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In his head, he's like, oh, this girl looks like my ex-girlfriend from 200 years ago. Mm. And I'm going to date her. And it doesn't really seem like he's thought beyond that. I see no problems with this. So that's, <laughs> that's like a huge red flag. I, I was very concerned. And, and maybe, Hannah, you can speak to this about the legal bartending age. Um, because <clears throat> that bartender hooked up with that little boy and in Pennsylvania, you have to be above a certain age to serve alcohol and stand behind a bar. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's 21 in PA. And so if she's 21 and he is younger than his high school sister, that was, I mean, better than the mayor's son who is embarrassed to be with her, but also a very creepy to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I have, I have some background on this. So I think Rebecca, like I, grew up in a county that said you had to be 21 to serve alcohol. Based on my quick Google that, and thus um, I am now a legal expert in, uh, you can be 18 in some counties. And I think because this is a fictional town where we can do a little pretendies. I served alcohol at a restaurant when I was like 15. Yeah. So like we did do it. (laughs) I did absolutely serve alcohol before I was 21 in my county. So there's also room for that. (laughs) Yeah. It could be a county thing. She could be like getting paid under the table. True. True. Um, So yeah, no, that was, I liked that except that I was worried she was like way too old for him. Yeah. Deeply valid. But it seems like all of the relationships are very sitcom unhealthy. Yeah. Even the ones that are supposed to be cute and healthy. Ooh, could you, you had thoughts on the aunt and that weatherman too. (gasps) Yes. Mm. Oh my God. Finally a grown up romance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sure. (laughs) Um, except that he was, we learned a lot about that relationship. I don't know if we've gotten anything on that previously, No, but we did cover a lot of ground on that relationship's history in this episode. And we learned that they had dated and that he had cheated on her. And it implied to me that that had inspired her to leave town completely, which like, Mm -hmm. honestly, more people in this show should consider (laughs) as an option. Absolutely. If you Um, live in Mystic Falls, get the fuck out. (laughs) Truly. It's full of vampires. I mean, the murder rate, frankly, is enough. Per capita, that's a small town. And if you get murdered by a vampire, the town sheriff is just going to say you got mauled by a puma. Yeah. So So, classic cops. Unless, I think maybe that's what's on paper, but the town sheriff's also saying some other stuff, isn't she? That's Um, true. That's true. Vampire sheriff's a secret vampire. Or sheriff's a secret vampire cop. Vampire cop. Yeah. Along with the weatherman and the mayor. Where is that spinoff? We find out that this town has vampire police, uh, which uh, (laughs) includes the sheriff, Mm -hmm. who is Caroline's mom. Mm -hmm. Right. The town's mayor, the mayor's wife. uh, So Mr. and Mrs. Lockwood, who happens to be Tyler Lockwood's parents. Classist. And... Logan Mm -hmm. Fell, who's just the weatherman. The weatherman. Oh, the only weatherman. (laughs) I mean, if they are not vampires, if they're just vampire cops, Mm. and they know that this has happened before, Mm. would they not know what the vampires looked 
Like, I that's was a great just, point. Like, truly, like, the names of the current vampires are on their the list. Yeah, so they the didn't change their names. <laughs> yeah. They have, they've got to know that yeah. it's those two boys, yeah. right? The they fact don't. that they haven't changed their names, it's been, like, hundreds of years, and they can literally just charm any file clerk into doing what they want is, like, very oh, much yeah. an oversight. Honestly, though, if you had that name, <laughs> would you change yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, what are you trading up to? Yeah. I mean, I kind of get that, like, they haven't been back in a few decades. They always come back with the the disguise of the person who is the next generation of their family lineage mm. is their uncle. God, I wish the Salvatore family would stop naming sons Damon and Stefan because they always turn out to be real assholes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so... Where were we? Well, we were talking oh, yeah. about Jenna the relationship about, between the aunt and the uncle, yeah. and we got into a whole yeah. thing, which is definitely need to talk about. I, I do definitely think that um, after coming back to town, what Logan, is is that the weather mm-hmm. guy? The, yeah. What he said to her was, hey, I'm really sorry your sister is dead. Um, I tried to come to the funeral so you would date me again. Yeah, so insane. Um, <laughs> and then L promptly said, "Typical weatherman behavior." <laughs> Does L feel about weathermen like how Morgan feels about pilots? I could never feel as negatively about a group of people as Morgan feels about pilots. I love <laughs> it so much. I feel like I do have a stereotype in my head that maybe is not fair about like local access weathermen because they're like they're like local celebrities. I feel like a lot of moms have crushes on them, mm, and so they mm. get those like you know they can like date around egos but this is based mostly on like media with weathermen as characters the media has really pushed a stereotype of weathermen as as fickle fickle cheaters and similarly with weatherman logan yeah he tries to get back with jenna which she stands up for herself it's great she's like yeah yeah. big snaps to her for like five whole minutes there Yeah. yeah it takes about an hour for him to finally like dig his way back in wear her down what honestly a shitty abusive tactic yeah i do not trust this dude to try to date someone and then we find out he's a vampire cop Mm -hmm. oh and he's like trying to get closer to get that watch right yes so to (gasps) talk about the watch the episode centers around the founders party Mm -hmm. for listeners who have watched the vampire diaries before this is not to be confused with the founders ball or any other founders related parties. Are there multiple different founders events yes. in the world of Mystic Falls? Holy shit. All of their places are named Mystic something and all of their events are named Founders something and they've got a system. That's very like Stars Hollow and Cabot Cove. Like I feel like anytime there's a small town, the writers are like, "Okay, here's what we love. Founders <laughs> parties." So at the Founders Party, being hosted by the Lockwoods, which is one of the original like founding families, mm-hmm. they're doing a heritage project, which they've asked the other founding families to loan antiques. Elena and Jeremy are putting together a box of heirlooms, and one of the heirlooms, a watch, a pocket watch, goes missing. So we have our antique expert here. Why do you think Mrs. Lockwood wants the watch so bad? Well, in my history with vampiric antiquities, it's all about who is going to be paying for the item, right? Because while the watch itself 
I don't know, probably less than $200 for, like, an antique watch in the family. Mm-hmm. It didn't even seem like there was, like, an inscription that I could tell. Like, I don't know. It didn't seem to be extra special. But, however, if it is used to fight vampires, a vampire hunter will pay top dollar for an item like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I can absolutely understand why why she's using trickery and lying to attempt to get her grubby little rich lady fingers on a treasured heirloom. You bring up an interesting point that it, if it is an item used to fight vampires, they mentioned in the show that it is passed on through that family. From oh, so glad that you're connecting that. Love this. To the first, fa- first son, the first son. Does that mean that I don't know Elena's last name. The Gilberts are a family of vampire hunters. I believe Correct. Oh my God. I love that. That was my first thought after the episode was I was like, oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and the parents died before they can like let their kids on the secret. Yeah. Which also then if they are vampire hunters that so Rebecca for context, Mm -hmm. um, what has been told to us thus far is shortly before the events of the show began, Elena's parents died in a car accident. So mm. now I'm like, mm, that might not have been a car accident. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Somebody killed her parents. Maybe, maybe Damon. Because they drove off a bridge. Yes, yeah. one does. And like that's, mm. from, what we, from what we've seen of vampiric powers, easily thrilled. True, mm-hmm. true. Yeah, somebody easily would a vampire injured. hunter be easily thralled, or would they have higher defenses oh. against magics like that? That's a good well, question. That's that's a great point because we have seen the effects of Ravain, mm. and we do know Zach, the uncle, mm. but really like the nephew or grandson or whatever, mm. is growing Ravain in a dungeon in his basement, <laughs> like he's growing weed yeah mm-hmm. hilarious it would Love be so it. funny if they were like hydroponic lights like like that <laughs> is the only way that those plants like could grow and mm-hmm. i wish that they had like put those there yeah if there was like a full setup and you just got a shot of him like misting them <laughs> yeah i had also like rebecca thought that it was a made-up fantasy plant yeah, yeah. vampire killing hilarious plant. Yeah. it's very lavender-y yeah. yeah it is magic anti-vampire lavender huh <laughs> You know, in real life. Yeah. It's magic anti-vampire lavender. Yeah, they had that whole dungeon of it. And it implied to me through their conversation, um, Zach and, and Stefan's, that's not a an easy to come by plant or or in the vampire realm. You, you know, you don't want to be caught growing it, obviously. Mm. And so I didn't believe that they had a lot more outside of what was in that room. Yeah. And then for them to put the very angry drugged vampire in the room full of vampire ammo <laughs> um it seemed like maybe they should have some of that on hand elsewhere yeah i'm hoping it works like kryptonite where it's oh. like he's like he's like near it so he's like weakened perhaps like superman hmm. yeah they can't they can't touch it oh okay oh. so they should have coated the door in it or the floor yeah you think <laughs> yeah they can distill it and make an oil right you so they like oiled the door and yeah. the room yeah <laughs> Oh, a humidifier. <gasps> oh, well, that's that's genius. Ooh, that would mess him up. They should have put me on the show. I'd have killed him instantly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you should be one of the vampire cops. <laughs> We're getting into torture territory now. Like, I mean, it would work. Someone call the UN. <laughs> on the vampire? Yeah. Rebecca's going to The Hague after this episode's <laughs> released. 
Yeah, so everyone's kind of showing up at this founder's party. We have Stefan doesn't want Damon to go, so he tries to spike his drink. But Damon, Damon's on that shit. He pours the drink out. He's like, what do you think, I'm stupid? Mm-hmm. Turns out he is because uh, <laughs> Stefan does spike his drink later. What do you think, I'm stupid? Quote from man, comma, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan does spike his drink, which is Caroline. Mm. <laughs> Talk about a tall drink of water. Hey. Yeah, I, I really like that scene because they have like creepy music build up and then the whole switcheroo. Yeah, yeah. It does feel for a moment like, oh, oh, like it is maybe time for her to die, I guess. They were, you could still see the lights of the mayor's house. Yeah. And he's like, I'm maybe going to murder you now. Yeah. In front of the vampire cop's house. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just conduct this drug deal in front of the police station. Like, does he know who the vampire cops are? Like, does he know that the mayor is a vampire cop? We don't know. Because also they haven't been in town for a long time. So if it's like a going through the family thing, like like lore that's passed down, then they may not know this current generation. That's mm-hmm. true. I guess that like I had assumed that because the mayor was a vampire cop, then maybe like every mayor is a vampire cop. So they would know to like avoid the mayor. Maybe you get like the key to the city and like a wooden stake when you get elected. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but they didn't. That might not be it at all. These vampire cops could be relatively new. Yeah, it's interesting to me that they don't know or aren't worried about mm. the existence of vampire cops, given that they were presumably the vampires who were dealt with in the past. Yeah, unless there's other ones. Unless there are other vampires that the cops were referencing. Yeah. (laughs) When they said it's happening again. (laughs) Like, why Mystic Falls, if that's the case? To my mind, it has to be. God, Mm. I would be so delighted if it's like, the Salvatores actually played it pretty close to the chest, and there was a completely different vampire family (laughs) that they were all worried about. Yeah, now these assholes over here, on the other hand... (laughs) Oh, why don't you tell us, what do you think about Damon this episode and his story about Stefan? Yeah, so Damon pulls a full, like, middle school mean girl move, which I reference again my earlier comments, but I digress, um, <laughs> where he tells Caroline that um, he, or not, yes, Caroline, that mm-hmm. he had won Catherine's heart, like he had won that romantic battle, and that even though he had won that romantic battle, that then... Damon had spread a bunch of nasty rumors about him Mm -hmm. that Catherine then believed. And so she broke up with him. So because Damon told this to Caroline, Caroline told this to Bonnie. Game of telephone. Yeah. Yeah. Who is best friends, obviously with Elena. So he did kind of like a, Mm, putting it into the grapevine. So it gets to her ear in a way that is Mm. not traceable to him, which honestly that was genius. He knows how teen girls work. He didn't even have to do any like thrall bullshit yeah. for that one. Just good old fashioned Regina George tactics. Finally, a vampire who knows how to do stuff other than regurgitate facts in history class. <laughs> Ooh, get him. Get his nerd brother. <laughs> okay, so this is this is an interesting dichotomy because we see that Damon is able to expertly employ non-vampiric means of manipulation. Whereas when Stefan when Stevie is confronted with the fact that his relationship isn't going super well and Elena's like, please tell me one fucking thing about you. He's like, my brother did this. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I have see, he literally could have said anything. He's yeah. got 200 years of, of life secrets. He could have told her. Mm. And instead of just 
pulling something out of his ass, what he says is, yeah, I have secrets I can probably never tell you. Like, huge red flag, dude. Yeah. And, like, he can even just say emotionally what happened with Catherine without outing himself as a vampire. He can be like, oh, yeah, Damon believes this to be the case. This is his perspective on this thing that happened. Here's my perspective on this thing that happened. He doesn't have to mention the year it happened during. Yeah, but the fact that he's being so secretive about it, Mm. like, Elena's right to be suspicious. Absolutely. And And she asks something so normal, like, I want to know more about you. Like, please open up to me. And he was like, this has to be the work of my brother. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's like, my evil brother is trying to manipulate me into telling facts about myself to my girl. Now, so with with Stone and Damon, they're both saying different things about their ex-girlfriend. Rebecca, as a... (laughs) (laughs) Ex-girlfriend. As someone who is good at finding the holes in someone's story, Mm. let's say. Mm -hmm. Who do you believe and why? Oh, so it's interesting to me. I haven't really been able to get a good grasp on on what the truth is. Mm -hmm. Or how long they actually knew this girl Mm. before the incident at the church. Mm -hmm. Because it very easily could be a Romeo and Juliet scenario where they each only sort of dated her for a few days or a week. And then she was killed and thus they are inflating her in their minds Mm. to be this this perfect woman who they were fighting over. Mm -hmm. So that in particular is interesting to me. That's some really good insight. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It seems fully plausible at this point in the story. Yeah, like they haven't, either of them said anything really about who she was as a person. They've just talked about how they felt fighting over her. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. The only only description we've had of her is sexy but selfish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like- Mm -hmm. Who isn't? Yeah, so to me, I, I would look for the most truth in when they're talking to each other about her. Mm-hmm. Um, there was that one scene where Damon was taunting Stefan about kissing her after the party. And and really, I would look for the most truth there because they they each do know what happened. They would have no reason to lie yeah. to one another outright. So uh, for anyone who is looking for the the truth of, of what happened, pay attention to those scenes in particular. Mm-hmm. And they do get into a little bit of the backstory with how the original Salvatore brothers, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not them, totally not them. Totally, definitely different brothers with the same faces and the same names. Yeah. How Confederate soldiers fired on a church, mm-hmm. set the church on fire, killing civilians, and how the original brothers had someone they loved inside. Were, were they implying, um, Morgan, if this isn't going give, to give too much away, were they implying that they had gone to the church and got shot as part of the attack or that they had shown up too late after everyone was dead. I'm not sure if they go into a lot of detail, mm. but what they do say is that they did get shot in the process of trying okay. to save her. To me, that's their vampire origin story. Mm. That's yeah. what made them vampires. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, a thing I was wondering, I feel like when I got told that story, I assumed that like the whole Catherine thing was when they were both already vampires. Oh wow. Mm. But that's not necessarily the case. The church thing, they were both vampires. And so maybe they couldn't go into the church to save her if we're going by ooh, anti-cross okay. rules. Interesting. Or was it like pre-vampire? And maybe it was like, ooh, there was like a secret wedding happening and one of them <gasps> crashed it like Shrek. <gasps> that's phenomenal. Like Shrek. But during the civil civil war is that during this I, people got married during the civil war i'm really excited for when those episodes start unveiling and i have to like suddenly do a lot more touching base with mm. wikipedia and what happened during the civil war because i want to be like now wait a minute <laughs> 
if I remember correctly. Yeah. I don't think a lot of historical accuracy vis-a-vis the Civil War is going to happen. No. Maybe I'll be wrong. There is an interesting thing about the writing of the show versus the writing in the books. Mm -hmm. The Salvatore brothers in the books are not from the Civil War era. Oh, in the books. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, the Salvatores are not Virginian (laughs) Civil War. (laughs) In the books, Mm -hmm. they were turned in Old World Italy. Yeah, that was again the Salvatores. Yeah, 1400s. Yeah, it would be so funny. Also, if like when, and I know this isn't gonna happen, but like if like when Stefan like finally opens up to Elena, he like you know makes her a lasagna. The cruelty of being an Italian vampire. Cruelty! Like, surrounded by garlic. The meanest! Across at every doorstep. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Civil War in particular plays really well into the setting of it being Virginia. Mm -hmm. Perhaps more so than the Revolutionary War would. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I hope that it gets handled well. It will. I fully expect it won't. Yeah. It will not be. And I think we're going to be really mad at these vampires for being old timey racist. I, yeah. Which is like never a thing that vampire media ever touches on well. Like ever. Mm -hmm. It's like how I did not see the Minion movie, but I heard (laughs) that they were just like frozen during World War II so that they, so that none of the writers had to deal with having the Minions all flock to the most evilest man, Hitler. Yeah, which like, why did they make that what Minions did? Even if, like, even if you take World War II out of it, there's a lot of other very evil people that you maybe don't want to associate with the Minions. No, only, only one person was evil uh, in history. Um, anyway. And his name was Gru. (laughs) (laughs) I just had a realization when we were talking about the Salvatore brothers. And, like, I may, um... Go for it. I don't speak Italian. Stefan keeps talking about protecting Elena. Mm -hmm. Does his last name mean savior? Interesting (laughs) freaking question. Oh, my God. (laughs) Holy shit, I almost spit coffee. Stephen saves a lot. I (laughs) Morgan Googled it. It's an Italian name meaning savior. Yep. Wow. And by Wikipedia. And Damon's name sounds like demon. Demon. <laughs> His name is Demon Savior. Yep. <laughs> we <laughs> have Stephen Savior and Demon Savior. <laughs> what does Stephen mean? Uh, Stephon, Stephon. I don't know. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. I'm losing my mind. I'm going to look up Gilbert. Yeah. Look up Elena somebody. Oh, the name Stefan means crown and is of German. <gasps> Origin. Crown, so, savior, crown savior and demon and savior. And demon savior. <laughs> wow, this is like Lion King, where they named one brother king and one brother garbage. Yep. <laughs> Wild. I would like to just put a small button on the name conversation by reminding everyone of what I learned this episode, which is that the actor who plays Jeremy is named Stephen R. McQueen. Whoa. Hmm. Huh. So there's a. There's two Steve McQueens and a Stephen R. McQueen. Yes. So wow. I would love if, like, anytime, <laughs> anytime he does something stupid, I'm just going to be like, that's not very Steve McQueen of you. <laughs> You're going to be saying that a lot. Yeah. We do have a moment where Damon apologizes to Elena for trying to kiss her last episode. And then he promptly says that he goes to a therapist. How much do we believe him here? 
I, zero percent. Yeah, yeah. I took that Full as a manipulation. Yeah, a one-two of manipulation, and yeah. that he minimized what he actually did, which was try to hypnotize assault her. Uh-huh. No, that's not the same as trying to kiss someone. No. And then he was like, "Oh, and I'm like, I'm like working on myself. I'm going to therapy." <laughs> It's like, I'm just like damaged, but I'm like working on myself. It's like, no, you're not going to therapy. What a monster. I would love to watch a scene of him in therapy because I think that would be hilarious. the therapist yeah. like instantly. Into just like vindicating everything he yes, said. Yes, absolutely. Tell me I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me I'm the smartest, prettiest man you've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I feel way better now. <laughs> this works. <laughs> Therapy's great. <laughs> Bonnie had yeah. a nice Oh yeah, that was fun. Mm. That was very fun. That was really fun. I love witch shit. Me too. I guess there's not much to say at this point Mm -hmm. other than uh, she fucking rocks. Yeah. And the candle scene where suddenly all the candles are lit is Mm -hmm. one of my favorite scenes. That rolls. It was a really good one. Like it was well shot. It looked really pretty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like I like that, you know, slow escalation is happening in terms of like what she can do. Mm -hmm. So I I kind of anticipate that's going to keep happening for a while before anything comes of it. But, Mm -hmm. you know. They're kind of just like every episode we get a little bit of like watch body. Something's something's going on. There is a whole like fan subculture of Mm. Vampire Diaries fans who are like super Bonnie fans. Oh, for sure. And they're actually kind of starting, not starting, it's been kind of like brewing under the surface of a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Stuff coming out about the show or the the showrunner. Okay. uh, Julie Plack. And white woman racist tendencies. Oh, I did Ooh. not know about that. Yeah. And people who are really following kind of like Bonnie's storyline just like wanted more from her storyline or wanted more justice for her character. Mm. Already her growth of power is like it's on like an exponential track. So like giving a character that much power this early in the show and then not using it if that's where we're going. Yeah, that would be a baffling choice. And again, I don't know what exactly happened. It's definitely used. Okay. I'll put it there. Mm. But I I think her character is someone to kind of like keep track of Mm. in terms of like how the story uses her. But yeah, I will say that like her, all of her moments, I feel like have been really cool and we've liked them, but they feel divorced from the rest of what's happening. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. Like she kind of has a few moments of involvement where she like tells Elena about an important thing she needs to know or like talks with Elena about her feelings. But but, that doesn't have anything to do with these super cool powers she's given. uh, You're completely right. Like there's this buildup of these two storylines divorced of each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also, I don't know the actress's name, but I love the actress who plays Bonnie. Mm. I think, she, I don't know, I mm-hmm. just think uh, she does a great job. Cat Graham. Cat Graham? Yeah. Mm. Crushing it. She has um, mm. YouTube videos, actually. Ooh. I saw like a YouTube video where she does like makeup and hair tutorial. Oh, uh, Hannah, I think you actually sent that to me. Yeah, so there was a thing going around recently where Black actors were coming out about how they do not have equity behind hairstyling. Uh, before they're on camera like often shows will hire hairstylists who have no experience with black hair and thus they have to do a lot of their own styling themselves or they just don't look as good as they could yeah Mm -hmm. they know and feel it so there was some really really interesting stuff that was coming out about it and I didn't I didn't watch Kat Graham's video because I honestly I was a little worried about spoilers but so I just shot it over to Morgan (laughs) that's Um, fair (laughs) but yeah, she was she was one of the people who came out. It wasn't just about Vampire Diaries. Okay, dope. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. 
I mean, she did spend eight years, I guess, on the Vampire Diaries, but she did talk about how, like, it was any show she was on. Yeah, that's sucks. Uh, that's so yeah, yeah. Like she had to wear like wigs and stuff. Which like like wigs on them like themselves like not bad, but like also when you are someone who wears wigs, like you can really really tell quality in a way people who don't wear wigs cannot. Mm, yeah, I can totally see how being saddled with hair that you do not feel beautiful in would be really difficult yeah yeah, to be on tv about yeah especially in a show that is clearly cast to like you know put hot people in front of people's eyes like also talented and i'm not trying to downplay that but it's you know it's a very hot people focused show and so like the thought of like i don't know everybody else getting more hair and makeup attention or like hair and makeup attention that was more flattering to them like that sucks and probably really messes with you i mean to be fair kat graham mm. rocks everything she's she in. looks great it's just unfortunate absolutely well she has such a leg up because she's one of the most beautiful people who's ever been born yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just unfortunate that like if you're made to hide your hair when you don't want to yeah or like if you have to be the one doing that work on yourself to make sure that you look as good as you can in a very appearance focused you know profession and job yeah like that's just an extra stressor that your co-stars don't have to worry about and also like if it's putting your natural hair at risk like Mm. if if any of what the show is asking of you is putting your natural texture at risk like that is unconscionable because that's not happening to the white people Mm. yep Oh, wouldn't it be funny to find out that Caroline's been wearing wigs this whole time? Oh my I'm god, she's probably got extensions <laughs> in, right? Like, oh uh, yeah, that ha- there has to be yeah. some in there. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty what sure if, everybody with long hair has like at least a few extensions. What if Damon's dead mop hair? <laughs> Honestly, crap. that would be that would make me feel better because, like, what they must be doing to that hair on a regular basis to make it so tousled yet so unmoving. Like, if you patted him on the head, you would come away bloody. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, that feels correct. (laughs) What I love is that you're getting meaner every episode only about his hair. (laughs) I, like... It's not as bad as it was in the first couple of episodes. Like, it's getting better. I don't mean to drag it too hard. It's just that he's, like, so handsome that doing that to his hair is just, like, you know? Ouch. (laughs) Is this your character arc on this show? <laughs> Where I get mean? <laughs> Just More specifically mean. about his hair. No, it's like, it's getting better. I'm I'm probably going to be much less mean as we go forward in time. <laughs> they were figuring it out for a while. It's getting figured. And hairstyles were, there were different tastes back then. So it's not totally mm-hmm. fair of me to look back with a modern sensibility. If you're a vampire, does your hair grow? Oh, shit. You're dead. Great question. This is like, so in Anne Rice, which they referenced, which makes me think they're going by Anne Rice rules. Mm. If like it stays the same. And even if you cut it, it will immediately grow back to the length. You just cut oh, it. Oh, OK. So that's. Oh, yeah. You can't screw it up so bad that you're like stuck with a buzz cut for the rest of your immortal life. Unless. Unless, unless you die with that hair. First of all, heaven forbid that I die with a bad haircut. But (laughs) even worse, (laughs) if I then have to be undead with a bad haircut. (laughs) You just have to get really into hats forever. I mean. (laughs) Hope they stay in fashion. (laughs) Or become in fashion. So by those rules, he had that hair in the mid-1800s, is what you're saying. (laughs) 
He was really ahead of the curve. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) For this short era specifically. Is there anything else you want to touch on this episode before I close out? No, I feel feel very satisfied. Satisfied with everything that we've explored. Had a really good time. Thank you guys for having me uh, on the show today. Yeah, we touched on some good stuff. Yeah, that's... It was a good episode. So this has been The Vampire Journals, episode four, Family Ties. Anyone have anything to plug? I do own a cat and a lot of plants. <laughs> Find me at you a lot have- of cats and plants.com. <laughs> oh, I wish. Oh no, do we have to get that URL now? Oh, I'm right. Maybe someone listening could get me that URL. Yeah. Oh, I hope nobody owns that URL right now who's terrible that we're accidentally associating <laughs> with our brand. Um, I guess if you want to read some of the stuff that occasionally goes through my brain when I remember I have social media, I have a Twitter. It's at Rebecca Torsha, my first and last name. So feel free to check me out there or don't. I am off the grid and have nothing to plug. <laughs> um, I am at Hannah Ween at, on Twitter and Instagram. One thing we've been doing is asking, so have we decided whether or not The Vampire Diaries is good? And then we say, Jerry's still out and you do one more episode. <laughs> We'll just keep that. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> there, I did it. I did the whole I did the whole outro and it was very cute and charming. <laughs> see you all next time. Yeah, see ya. Goodbye. 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 I've got sexy eyebrows. Uh-oh. <laughs> Until next time. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and share and follow us on Twitter at Journals Podcast. Yeah. <laughs>